0: Feeling the pressure is building about to explore out the ceiling it like, yeah, ain't feel like i'm living in my thoughts so is the first 100 blockchain based crowdfunding platform where people can go and invest in a talented early stage artists and the way i kind of look at, at sinkusha it's like a mix of angel investing and kickstarter
1: kiara folks and welcome to the blockchain new zealand podcast i'm jeff nicey and today i'm talking to tak suzuki Talk is the co-founder of Sankusha, a funding platform looking to support and grow emerging artists, musicians, and athletes through NFT sales. Talk is soon to be a physiology graduate from the University of Auckland. He loves experimenting with new tech and has an impressive CV at a young age. We have some new music today. This is Auckland artist Ash Tsupe, who's launching on Sankusha this month. Check out the link to his Spotify in the show notes.
0: To the top, put in work every day i cannot stop i can't be quitting because this ain't a job this is a lifestyle
1: just need to how about you when, when did you first hear about cryptocurrency
0: i think it's just mostly just with like through friend groups and stuff you know like the a few memes and all that kind of stuff like yeah, just heaps yeah. of stuff through um social media and <clears throat> yeah my a bunch of my friends were investing in it and you know i'm a genuine i'm generally a very like uh, curious person, I would say. So when something like new comes out, I'll be like, oh, okay, I like, I have a look at that and like, um, have a yeah, dive into it and kind of understand it and be like, Oh, I'd, like kind of see where this could go, like in, in this area or here. And yeah, just, just for interest sake. So I kind of started reading up on it. I was like, all oh, right. And then like, after a little bit started dabbling in a little bit of investing and, and, you know, just here and there. And then, um i mean yeah that's kind of when like you're I, not I long
1: it, out of uni is that right
0: yeah i'm i out of i was out of uni uh last year okay but technically i actually have not finished because uh i have two papers left because so last year i had uh shoulder reconstruction and i had to take a few papers off and then um i was supposed to go back this year and, <laughs> and then i got and Uh-oh. then I, I got sucked into like the um, so I started working in, in tech and, and software and um, and then I was like really interested in like startup space and I've been for a few years now and like getting more and more immersed in that space and then the start of this year like kind of started taking up like a lot of my time and then that's obviously when I started I met like Ziffing and, and the team at Sengusha and that's and then like I joined that and then I was like okay there's like no chance that I've got time <laughs> to like go back to uni so I was like got that the classic uh yeah i'm I mean, not sure
1: it sounds like you've got a full plate uh yeah. <laughs> they might say is your shoulder all right
0: yeah shoulders getting it's probably like 90 percent. i think that's probably as, as, as good as it'll, it'll okay. get from now um,
1: um i'm curious about since you are so not long out of or almost out of uni uh what's the scene like at university amongst your peer group are people talking about this stuff or is it like a real niche
0: so it's a bit of curveball again i, I studied um medical science or phys- uh physiology okay. at UOA um, and so I was at Grafton like just 100% of the time and I never heard med students talk about this but med students are just all med <laughs> that's right. like and
1: Grafton campus that's exclusively the med school exclusive okay
0: so I didn't hear any any like crypto talk or
1: blockchain or web3 or anything from from there right. you're a long way from the computer nerds
0: yeah so I like um a group of my friends like in, uh, they're like coders, um, software engineers inside, um, all like kind of techie jobs. And then, so that was like my group of friends, but then I studied, uh, obviously medical science. And so I had like very contrasting, groups at different, you know, throughout, uh, throughout the week, just like you go. Yeah.
1: So then how'd you meet Zifang? That's your co-founder.
0: Yeah. Ziffang and, and Terry, um, who's like the CTO and. Through all my friends and stuff that's kind of how i got into the tech space and into startups as well uh so i met ziffing at an event of ashes who has who's uh our first artist we just randomly met. i was like oh, yeah how's it going and like you know having like that small talk and then we started talking about startups and businesses and stuff and then i was like, oh this guy like he knows his stuff and i was like I and mean, then so we started talking more and more and he said like, oh you should um start telling me about like this idea he had which okay. was sinkusha and um and he's like, Yeah, I'm just like, you know, kind of validating a little bit at the moment. And, um, yeah, do you want to take a look sometime? And I was like, Yeah, of course. I like, I love like talking about, you know, just, uh, stress testing and, and like, you know, bouncing ideas and, and all that kind of stuff. So we met up and went to my favorite, favorite ramen spot in, uh, in Auckland, Algerson Ramen. Shout out to them. They, they did the best ramen. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> and, uh, went there and we started, we started talking and then, um, he like shared some, some documents and I was yeah, reading up and, uh, about the ins and outs and, and then kind of shared the why behind, um, behind Sankusha as well, which I thought was really cool. Um, and that was kind of partly why I, I joined as well in the first place was.
1: So how about you give us a overview of Sankusha and then tell us why?
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, So Sinkusha is the first 100% uh, blockchain based uh, crowdfunding platform where uh, people can go and invest in early stage, uh, talented early stage artists and um, help them reach new career heights essentially, and that's achieved through uh, non equity based NFT projects, um, and 100% of the funds go to the artist. So um, how that works is we'll find a, a, talented, um, young artist who needs, uh, financial support and kind of talk with them and analyze, uh, where they're at in their career and, um, see where they kind of benefit the most from, uh, some financial support. And then we'll like build a, an NFT project around them, create a tiered benefit system, uh, that they can offer their, uh, supporters and investors and fans, and then launch a project sell out and then manage that fund that's raised um, so it's spent on the things that we outlined before the project started and so essentially the way i kind of look at it it's like a mix of um angel investing and kickstarter and with like the added benefit of getting you know uh, access to um unreleased content from artists um getting free show, uh, free tickets to shows, free merchandise, and all of those kind of things. Um,
1: That's a good way to, to do it. Right? Every startup needs to have a nice one-liner like this to get people thinking about what it could be. <laughs> so a mix of uh, angel investing, which is sort of small scale investing, and it's usually quite hands-on or quite, quite personal mm. mixed with Kickstarter, which is kind of the opposite, which is famous crowdfunding yeah. platform where you can kind of just browse, find cool projects that you think might work out in the long term, mm. invest a small amount or a large amount. And depending on, you mentioned a tiered structure. So depending on the tier that you invest at, you could be entitled to different levels of benefits.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So um, what you find with, yeah, kind of Kickstarter, I guess, is like a lot of it's more just uh, donation based. And so uh, we kind of wanted to create a bit more of like a, a, a two-way value prop right so these people can invest or support but um if you're a fan then you get yeah like exclusive content that um isn't available to anyone else you know and yeah that's kind of how how we we see it
1: and so earlier you mentioned that it's non-equity what do you mean by that
0: oh so um non-equity based meaning that we don't want to be like a music label that takes equity of a um or sells equity of an artist you know we don't uh, want them to have to sell their brand to. Um, or give up equity of their brand to raise money. Um, and we don't think they should have to do that. Uh, I think that's kind of partly the prob- a bit of a problem in the music space at the moment. And we've seen sure. over the few years, like. Past I mean, years, it yeah.
1: sounds to me as an outsider, like a massive problem, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I I think it's a pretty big problem. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it is a little bit corrupt in, in, in my opinion. Um, they take a huge amount of equity and um, it's very kind of, uh, a bit of a you know they like dictate exactly what the artist does and stuff and we didn't we wanted uh nothing to do with that and so if you invest in these projects you get these benefits and you get to kind of ride the journey of of uh with the artist but yeah you don't own a part of their brand but the way it's structured you still benefit from their growth and everything so it's i, I really like that kind of value prop
1: right i i think that's Quite a good thing to strive for this idea. I mean, this idea of ownership is so tricky when it comes to it. a lot of sort of blockchain solutions that get thrown at the wall. It's like, oh, we're going to use blockchain to, you know, decentralize <laughs> the, the ownership or like you're going to, if you buy this NFT project, you're going to get a, a piece of the ownership and it sounds great and it sounds like it could solve some problems, but when mm-hmm. you start to look at it, it can be, it can be quite... Difficult. There's a project called Particle, mm-hmm. which um, currently I think they only have one painting. They they bought a Banksy painting. Oh. The- <laughs> they split the bank. So they bought a Banksy painting. They cut it. They didn't cut it. <laughs> they this, this is important. They didn't destroy the painting. They they still have it. Oh, okay. Um, but digitally they cut it into ten thousand squares, mm-hmm. and then they auctioned off the squares as NFTs, so that if you have one of these. Squares, then you have one ten thousandth of a Banksy. And so at first glance, you think, oh, I can, as a pleb, own a piece of a famous artwork, <laughs> right? I think they paid like 10 or 11 million dollars for this art, right? Yeah. Um, but then you sort of get into the legal details and you're like, well, <laughs> not quite. Um, so I mean, I think ownership is, is tricky. And I definitely admire you for trying to tackle this problem in terms of not going. Down that path and making sure that that the artists get get what or keep and earn what they are in, entitled to. So just about artists in general. You're talking about musicians. Is that that's yeah. Ash your first? Uh, what, what do you call Ash a client? Uh, it's
0: like we we I guess we we just call them like uh, I guess in general we call them talent, right? Um, talent. Yeah, because okay. we we're looking at going. Uh, So we're focusing on musicians at the moment because we think it's a really good uh, place to start. And then we'll focus, uh, move more broadly out to like athletes and, um, just talented people in general, um, artists, musicians, um, athletes. Yeah. And really kind of, uh, there's no really limit on, we just, yeah. Focus on talented people, I think.
1: Yeah. Talent, talent in general. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, and you kind of already touched on it is, you know, how are you going to find talent Mm -hmm. and how personal is the interaction there compared with like, can I ring you up and say, Hey, I'm an artist. Can you help me? You know,
0: Mm -hmm. I think at this stage, like definitely like, um, we've definitely had uh, a bunch of artists like reach out already and, and, you know, talk with us, which is really good. I think for, for artists, there's like no real downside because, you know, they don't have to give up anything. And so we don't really have a problem at the moment with finding artists, because it's quite, I feel like it's a very attractive, uh, uh, proposition for them. Okay. And, um,
1: expand on that, like from their point of view.
0: Yeah. From their point of view, it's very attractive because, you know, um, they're not giving up equity. Um, there's no risk involved for them. They don't have to make, there's no, you know, payments or anything. We, Sinkusha covers all the costs. Um, and so really yeah, there is, there is no risk um, but there's, there's such a good opportunity for reward. Um, and so finding artists, I think is, uh, has been a really fun and easy part of the process. <laughs> um, you just get to talk with people and, and yeah, it's, it's awesome.
1: Okay. Uh, so let's talk about money. How does Sankusha plan on making money then since the artist is keeping a hundred percent of the proceeds?
0: Mm, so there'll be two ways that Sankusha, uh, makes money and, and stays profitable which will be uh through royalties um so as uh when a project sells out and then two different people are, you know these these are trading to new fans or new supporters or within the community Sincusha will take a a small percentage of uh the the trading um and then there's also a service fee for when um the nfts are minted off the site um, of sinkers initially
1: Okay. So fee structure and potential royalties. Um, So royalties, straight away, I think of like music royalties. Artists probably don't see many of them, and that sort of props up record companies or uh, media companies. If they have, you know, it it must be part of a numbers game, right? If you sign 100 people, one person makes it, then those royalties can prop up the next 99 that maybe don't make it. And this sounds, you know, like a terrible model because (laughs) there's not – equitable sharing and artists are giving, giving up a lot. So do you have a plan around royalties? What are your, what's your thoughts there
0: in terms of like, what is that plan with?
1: Yeah. Is there, is there a split for the artist as well?
0: Oh, right. Yes. Uh, Um, so I think to incentivize like the artists to it's in their best interest to keep growing their community and, and interacting as well. I think, yeah, uh, giving them a percentage of the royalties is, is important, um, and, you know, if they do really well, then they deserve some of that, right? So, I think um, it'll be, oh, I'm not sure if I should say the number. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I, I think, yeah. I don't know if I should say the number,
1: but. It's in the works then.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is in the works. It's, um, they'll have a good proportion of the royalties at this stage just to um, incentivize and, and because, yeah, we think they deserve it.
1: And can we expect to see some mp3s like some music being minted as an nft is that part of this
0: i think yeah i think um that'd be a cool thing to do as well um I even talked with ash and he was like oh like um that first project is tied with like his uh his lifestyle freestyle song that's coming out and um and he we were we were dabbling with uh doing it for the first one but i think we'll go down the track a little bit and yeah release. uh some some MP3s and some clips of maybe okay. like break up a whole song and put it into the project or like little things like that. I think there's a lot of cool things that can be done.
1: Some people, it seems like, yeah, are getting really creative with it. Um, by people, I mean musicians, right? With mm. you know taking control of their work. Have you been following what um, Mike Shinoba from Lincoln Park and Fort Minor?
0: I haven't seen what he's done. What what, what has he done?
1: What he's been doing. He uh, he recently. Released an NFT collection that's all MP3s. Mm -hmm. And he did it. He did a layered version, just like you see with profile pictures, only the layers are like different drum track, right? right? Different vocal track (laughs) as well. And so when you got a mint, you never knew exactly what you were getting. You had an idea Mm -hmm. because you could hear some samples, I I think, before the mint, but you didn't know exactly what music you were getting. Right. Uh, And so I thought that that was really, really unique and kind of, uh, I think, I mean, as far as I know, He's the only one that's done something like that so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely a lot happening like in the, in the broader, uh, music space. And of course we've seen art blow up as well this past year, whether that's, 100%, yeah. whether that's for good or for <clears throat> evil, I'm, I'm not too sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: for artists, I think, um, I think it's really good for artists uh, in terms of like musician wise, um, because just because of how the industry is at the moment, uh, gives them a lot of freedom, gives like power back to them, which is, you know, which is great.
1: Yeah. Right. So here's a pretty standard blockchain question. Why NFTs? Like this past year, especially we've seen a lot of projects blow up. People think, oh, this is a great new thing. And then, you know, essentially the creators or the distributors walk away, take the funds, don't follow through on their promises, Mm. which has really sort of led to a, a negative, a negative stench in in the <laughs> NFT space. Just in the last little while, yep. now those people that are hardcore into the tech, they know that this isn't going to last forever, and we'll come through it. But yeah, why NFTs?
0: Um, yeah, I think yeah, like I said, that's a great question. Uh, I think the technology behind NFT uh, NFTs allows us to uh, to do you know multiple things that weren't possible in the past or, um, weren't possible to do well in the past. And those things are, uh, things like, uh, tracking, authenticity and the immutable side of things and, uh, into, and the, and the being able to trade that. And, you know, with Sinkusha, you know, when we, uh, create an NFT, um, project around an artist that's now tied with that artist and and their career. And, uh, you know, that's, that's out there forever. So obviously for us, um, being able to have something that, uh, someone can trace all the way back to uh, being published with us is, is really important because, you know, these things are, we're only releasing a, a small amount of these things and they're very, uh, they offer exclusive benefits and whatnot. So, um, Oh, I've lost my train of thought. Sorry. Well, yeah, the,
1: <laughs> the providence there is really important, right? Uh, let's talk about a uh, example I saw recently. Like there was like a Premier League football match in England, where somebody oh it was in France, it was in mm. Paris, and uh, it was like a, it was one of the final matches. If anyone is a football fan, I should know more what I'm talking about, but I'm not. Um, anyway, someone hacked the system, printed a whole bunch of fake tickets, and sold them.
0: Oh, I did see so that. So
1: thousands of people showed up mm-hmm. under the impression they had purchased a legitimate ticket. Like thousands of people suddenly can't fit in the stadium, right? Mm-hmm. And so this idea of providence, you know, I think in theory it can solve these problems.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's a great point.
1: Regarding blockchains, I saw on your website that for the first mint that you have, you can do it on OpenSea. Mm -hmm. And so that means it's on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. And was there any main reason why you chose to do it that way?
0: Yeah, uh, there there was some reasons. Uh, We, as a team, we, you know, the founding members all all back ETH and we believe in uh, ETH (laughs) 2.0. The the classic ETH 2.0 narrative, I know. Um, Yeah. But yeah, you know, there's obviously um, some shortcomings of ETH, like the gas fees, um, but we used, or uh, well, our CTO Terry um, sorted out. So we have uh, we use IPFS, and that essentially stores um, the media file for the location of the NFT. Right. Instead of storing like an entire uh, MP3 clip on the blockchain, and obviously that saves a lot of uh, a lot of money on gas fees. So we're using, uh, yeah, we're using ETH for the first one, but we're also uh, we'll be, Synco should be using, um, we'll be able to use multiple blockchains in the future.
1: Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're not planning on, well, I guess nobody would be planning on it, but you're not just going to stick with that. You are planning on being sort of a, a, a multi-chain. Yeah. Did you look at any of the other type of marketplaces like on Solana or on Tezos or anything like that?
0: We, we did take a look, but, um, yeah, we we still decided to go with OpenSea and and uh, with ETH just because I don't know that's yeah we wanted to we didn't want to play into in too much of the spec uh, area yeah especially for our just uh, our first couple projects I think once we expand have you know multiple tens of hundreds or whatever um, projects that um, we can start to like you know we can get into those kind of blockchains and more. Uh, yeah, away from the big ones if if they if, if if it makes sense.
1: Yeah, earlier you mentioned about uh, immutability and this idea that if an artist mints something, some of their creative work, or if a fan or a supporter purchases, you know, some token in that manner, the idea of being able to have it for a long, long time <clears throat> is very attractive. And in that sense, I, I guess you got to go with Ethereum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> these things are all still kind of experiments, but especially given the recent climate in crypto, you know, who knows how long some of these other projects are going to be around for, but I think Ethereum is probably a good choice there. Uh, so do you have any idea how much is it going to cost me to mint? To, to do a mint, to do your first mint?
0: I think, uh, it, it'll be less than $20, uh, to do the, um, in terms of, uh, the gas fees and whatnot. And our first, uh, oh, that's NZD. Yep. Um, our first NFTs are going to be worth, uh, or well, are worth $40 in New Zealand. So about $28 USD, um, and an ETH for, for those who only work in ETH is about zero point zero two four, I think. Okay. So it's a very low entry point. Um, and that's because we, for our first artists, we only raise what we need to raise for the artist and, um, we worked out that it only needed to be uh ten and a half thousand USD. And obviously we couldn't have a, you know, collection that was only like maybe a because especially if a few people bought, you know, multiple then our community's like thirty people or that, forty. That's beers. right, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there was logistical problems like that. So we decided we're gonna have a really low entry point and um there's three three hundred and seventy five in the collection. So it's a bit okay. a bit, uh a bit better
1: yeah there's a trade-off there uh, you do see this sometimes when companies or funds put out an open call for investments you know you might like the idea of having lots of smaller investors uh, it has definitely happened in the nft space as well i can't think of the name off the top of my head um, where someone can come in and mint up the whole collection <laughs> in one go and then, yeah. then you're like what just happened like yeah um, as a collection manager or as a, as Sankusha, you would probably just be really heartbroken and pissed off. Um, what there's a, there's a lot of areas like that, like growing pains that NFTs have kind of exposed with people trying to experiment with these new project types. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You you mentioned that you figured out what the artists needed to raise. So this is working with the artists. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also like that on your website, there's a bit of transparency there. There's, like a list of sort of what the funding is going towards. Hmm. Um, and so do you know, will there be any sort of receipt or recognition of that? Or is that sort of, uh, in good faith, the, the artist is planning on purchasing <laughs> these things and doing this work?
0: Yeah. So, um, part of what we do is, uh, not just like, um, finding the talent and creating the project and, and running that, but it's afterwards as well with like managing the fund as well. Um, because obviously we like people want to know, we want to make sure that the money spent on what we, you know, what we set out to, uh, to spend the money on and raise for. Um, so we'll manage, uh, once the, there's been a successful raise, Sinkusha will manage that fund and the artists will just have to, um, yeah, bring like proof that they've, um, what, you know, let's say it was, a, a new mic, um, have to just, yeah, prove that they purchased that and then Sinkusha will, uh, reimburse right. Okay. Yeah.
1: So there's kind of a, a management aspect there to it. Um, and is that, I guess, just to protect investors, give some mm. reassurance
0: hundred percent. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, especially when St. Kusha grows, you know, let's say we've got a hundred, a hundred projects at the same time. The first project obviously is very intimate and we're, you know, we're very hands-on, but if we've got a hundred projects, um, it's, it, it's going to be less hands-on and, yeah, we, we need to be able to prove that these, this fund is being used, uh, accurately for sure. And, and so it'd be very problematic when we grow, if we didn't do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of see you acting as like a go between, between a classic media company and like a DAO, where, <laughs> whereby, you know, the DAO maybe it can work if you set everything up perfect at the beginning mm-hmm. to do sort of an automatic distribution, um, but you have a more personal hands-on approach and uh, you're, you're gonna step in and manage that. Um, and obviously any artist that comes to you and asks for your services is gonna be an agreement of, of this at the front.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that the idea of the DAO is like, definitely something we wanna move towards. Like obviously this first project is very hands-on. Um, and then as, uh, you know, as we speak, uh, the CTO is, is um, uh, creating a system, like an AI automation system that, um, screens talent and uh, verifies the information that they uh, bring forward and so that's like a part of um, kind of automating and then we're also down in the future looking to kind of get more decentralized obviously the, the more decentralized the better um especially when you're using blockchain <laughs> yeah it's like it, you know it, it goes against of- the ethos a little bit if you have like a very very centralized system based on a decentralized system, you know, it's a bit uh, counterintuitive.
1: Yeah. Decentralized in name only is one of the criticisms of <laughs> yeah. of, of much that, that's happening. Yeah. Um, so when can I mint?
0: You can mint, uh, the 30th of this month. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be releasing in a, in a few weeks time, um, our first project and yeah, like I said before, 375, um, uh, NFTs and, uh, yeah, the entry points $40 and we're gonna be having an event. You're more than welcome to come. It's on the 30th of July. Um, we're holding it at the anthology lounge on the okay. road.
1: Yeah. And so Ash Subay he's a musician. Mm. Uh, and part of the project is art. Who's doing that art.
0: So, um, a good friend of Ziffing, uh, has completed the art and, um, it kind of follows the, uh, it follows the journey of Ash. Um, who's yeah, like I said, our first artist and he, uh, I think he's an exceptional human being. Like I kind of give a bit of a back background to, to the, I, I did watch your art. clip
1: that you have of him mm-hmm. and he says that he was like, uh, gotten to be a software intern at a big <laughs> tech company. Yeah. A- and then like, he's also a hip hop artist. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's actually I, I think it's a great story like um he he almost had like a perfect gpa at at and perfect record from from uni- university as a data scientist um and then he finished that got his internship with a big tech company um but it's it's been amazing to see uh yeah his progression and and whatnot over the over the past year um 18 months i i just think it was an exceptional decision like he chose to um choose music because it made him happy and yeah he felt like he had could have like a really positive effect um with his music and i yeah like i said i really i really respect that and that oh, going on to the art as well i think that's where um that's where we kind of followed that that narrative with his art it, it's uh the name of his art is the, the baby soupé, eh? okay. <laughs> and it kind of, it represents, um, Ash's journey and, and, you know, everyone has a dream, I, I think, uh, but it, it gets easily lost in today's, today's world with, um, kind of like the monotony of, of regular life, which is like going to uni and then getting a job and then, I don't know, getting a dog and then getting a house and then you get married and Lots you know like grinding. yeah it's just like you've got these like just regular career pro- progressions and and milestones to to hit in life um and yeah i think uh kind of represents breaking free of that and and you know chasing your dreams and facing a little adversity and and i like that i like that narrative
1: so what's next what's uh chapter 2 in terms of your plan for Sankusha,
0: the immediate like phase two would be um, to build out their AI automation side of the platform, and so we can take on a lot more artists and talent at the same time. And then, in you know the the long term uh, for Sankusha, yeah,
1: go long term. Tell me a vision.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is, I find this um, I love the the long term vision that um, we have for for Sankusha. It's it's um you know we aim we aim high and our long term is for our Senkusha to be the um the high risk uh allocation for um hedge funds and private equity firms to allocate uh yeah like a small portion of their um portfolio to us as uh to invest in you know what we'd call like the Senkusha 500 which is like I guess the okay. <laughs> the, the S and P five hundred, but uh, Senkusha version, which is our I like you know, it. top performing. These are people, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not companies, people, yeah. <laughs> and um, you get to invest and get a blanket exposure to you know the the top performers, and um, it kind of gets the traditional investment uh, market into uh, I guess Web three.
1: And again, the structure there could be like a royalties base, something like that.
0: Yeah, I think um, yeah, that that could be an option for sure, hundred um, percent.
1: I mean, as as it is with investments, although you hope that there's a return, there isn't isn't always a return. And uh, what you're referring to there is that funds will have sort of rules and limits, and they can put a small portion into something that's considered higher risk. So you know, why not have them you know invest in local talent or invest in and talent wherever they are wherever you are
0: 100% yeah absolutely um yeah
1: and what was your co-founder what was uh Zifeng's vision from the early days of, of Sankusha
0: This was he he like I I can't speak highly enough of of Zifeng like uh he's part of the reason why I joined the team I think um you know you work with people that um, I think what's the saying? So, so Warren Buffett or someone says like, if you wouldn't work with them for a day, uh, for, a, for a lifetime, um, don't work for, with them for a day. And I, I work with Ziffing for a few weeks and I was like, oh, this guy's, you know, he's the real deal. Uh,
1: what I'm getting at here is you told me a why story when we spoke before mm-hmm. about, um, motivation for doing the whole project.
0: Yeah. And it, that, that's actually, yeah. Like probably half of the reason why I also joined as well was, you know, the team and then um a really a really important why um and i think um what zeffing was you know he he's had a lot of success in his early early years and um but he's telling me when we you know when i was first looking at joining senkusha and um he feels like you know yeah he's had he's had a lot of success but he's also had a lot of opportunities um and he's self-aware enough to know that he's like, you know, uh, not a lot of people get these opportunities in life. And I think there's a lot of talented people. There's a lot of people that work really hard, um, very intelligent, but they just don't get the opportunities that, you know, maybe some people like I have had before. Um, and so he was like, I, yeah, want to, you know, even the playing field and, um, that's, yeah, that's, that's something that I, I really, uh,
1: yeah, i mean it speaks volumes of character
0: 100% you know and um aligns with like uh my morals and and how you know i want to do business and everything and so that's that's kind of where it, it all kind of started with uh yeah with sincerity and, and the why behind it and um yeah i i think that's really important <laughs> um,
1: so we're almost out of time here um i've been asking everyone as a member of blockchain New Zealand, <laughs> what do you reckon that an organization like this can do to help the industry? Um, or even you can make it more personal. Why did you join mm-hmm. an organization like this?
0: So I'll start with, you know, why, why did we join? I think in this space at the moment, I, when we spoke at the start, like, uh, like you mentioned, there are, you know, rug pulls and there's, there are some bad eggs in the industry at the moment. And I think, uh, being surrounded by, other people that are in the industry doing uh really cool things and offering real value um is is really important um so that's kind of part of our reason for joining as well um in terms of what i think that blockchain new zealand can do for new zealand and for the community for the industry i think it's really a place where people can come to get unbiased um, independent knowledge and and uh yeah, information and educate themselves without, with, without no, uh, with knowing that it's, it's, uh doesn't have an agenda. And I think that's really important, especially in um, the space at the moment, the way the, the market is. And, you know, like I said, with, with the rug pulls and and these yeah. kind of things, there's there is a lot of misinformation out there as well. You know, obviously, there's, there's uh, a lot of things that Web3 can do that um, to offer really good, like a lot of value for society. And I I think you guys uh, offer like a platform to highlight those kind of uh, projects. And um, yeah, I think that's important.
1: Yeah, hopefully we can keep it up. It's definitely at the front of mind a a lot of times. And uh, uh, it can be good also to be reminded of it. Uh, (laughs) You you can never sort of let that slide too far. Are you up for some rapid fire? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right, first one, I think I know what your answer is going to be. Ramen or fish and chips? Oh, ramen. um that that's not even a competition. Ramen all day. <laughs> oh. What would be a close second if if I didn't know you and i had to pick a second one?
0: Oh, um oof. maybe some like fresh, fresh like seafood or something, something really fresh, okay. like uh,
1: okay. yeah. Do your parents know what an n f t is?
0: Not really, i no I'd say no have
1: you have you tried to explain to them what Sankusha is? No <laughs>
0: <laughs> very i think like a one liner are like with the least amount of technical uh yeah, jargon in there as, as possible and just okay. very very broad
1: uh, nFts in your portfolio or Bitcoin or both um a bit of both, a bit of both yeah. What does Senkusha mean?
0: Senkusha means trailblazer in Japanese.
1: Is there a lot of Japanese influence or philosophy in the business?
0: So it's quite funny.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: I'm the only one that's uh, Japanese in the um, in the co-founding team. Okay. Um. Well, in the team, and um. But it's quite funny because Zefing obviously came up with the name, and then I joined R like uh, really early on. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so I mean. It looks good now because um, obviously, yeah, I'm am Japanese, but yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Last question: Who do you think
0: Satoshi is? I think it's awesome. It's like a, it's like something you see in a movie. You know, um, it's like that guy who just, I guess, like the same kind of narrative as like, as um, like Batman in a sense, right? It's just the, the anonymity
1: is. Uh, I think
0: <laughs> I think it's awesome. Like,
1: oh man, that's I love that. Yeah. Like
0: you know, like he has that, um, especially. People in the crypto community are really—they're uh, uh, very, they're very hyper and, and whatnot. So I, I think they—they uh, they, builds a cool narrative.
1: <laughs> I would tend to agree. Yeah. Talk. Thank you very much for coming in today.
0: Uh, thank you for having me. It was been
1: awesome. The is Thanks for joining us, folks. Look out for the next episode of the Blockchain yeah, News and like podcast, living. Probably in, in the same spot so you found so this so about the
0: mission it be feel like I'm trippin' because I've been living this lifestyle All I know is that I'm gonna stand out For the people that tell me to pipe down 21 had to go pull my knife out I'm a savage, I'm leaving the baggage, So I cut the negative out of my life now So I ride for the people that down for me And shout out to Ali, that's a true homie In the booth every day I am not stallin' Roll my
1: dice and now I'll been my all on it. Not a server, but I've been rollin' on my own